Coming up on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers, it's a crossover episode. Locked On Big Ten and Locked On Golden Gophers coming together as one as Ben Stevens joins the program to break down the upcoming Big Ten basketball schedule. Yes, I know it doesn't really start until November, December, but we're going to talk about it now. It's all coming up right here, right now, as well as an update on everything that you may have missed over the weekend with the Gophers, and there was a lot. Welcome into a Monday edition of Locked On Golden Gophers. Welcome into the program, Nate Dickinson with you on a Monday, as we are every weekday with Locked On Golden Gophers. Everything you need to know about these teams on campus every day of the week. The program today is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. We'll tell you more about Built Bar later on in the show. Coming up today, again, Big Ten Basketball with Big Ten Ben Stevens of the Locked On Big Ten Podcasts. I'm also appearing over on his show, Locked On Big Ten, saying all the same stuff. So, again, it's a crossover episode, same stuff on both shows. So, if you do listen to both daily, and we thank you if you do, you only have to listen to one of them today. So, if you did already listen to one, congratulations. I'm giving you a free half hour to do whatever else you have to do during the day. Anywho, let's move on to the news you may have missed around Gopher Sports this weekend before we get in with Ben. And there was plenty to talk about on the diamond, on the track, and all over Gopher Sports. The big news as far as the future of Gopher Sports, or at least what's coming up in the next coming weeks, was Minnesota softball. The Gophers took two out of three in the weekend series over Penn State, and in doing so, did enough to make the NCAA tournament field, which was announced last night. Minnesota will play in the LA Regional. Lucky them. They'll be the number two seed, and their play starts Friday against Fresno State. We've had Eli Hartman Seaskin in to chat with us about the softball team before. I'll hit him up with a message and see if he can get on here before the end of the week. Talk to us again about the matchups for the Gopher softball team going into the weekend. The Big Ten Outdoor Track and Field Championships took place over the weekend as well. We told you plenty of Gophers were going to be in contention for championships, and Minnesota did have seven individual national championships across the three days. As far as a team standing goes, Minnesota did perform much better than in the last Big Ten Championships in 2019, when the Gophers finished 5th and 8th as a men and women's team. This time, the Gophers third place, both men and women, at the Big Ten Outdoor Championships. And it was thanks to championship performances individually by, on the men's side, Costas Zaltos winning the hammer throw. We've had his name before. Alec Baston won the 3,000-meter steeplechase. Keon Benjamin, who previously broke Minnesota's 100-meter record, became the second gopher to win the 100 meters at the Big Ten Championships. And on the women's side, Bethany Haas won the 10,000 meter in distance. Abby Kohut-Jackson actually won the 3,000 steeplechase as well to make it a gopher sweep in that event. And Abigail Schaefe won the 400 meter hurdle and also was part of the women's winning 4x400 relay team. So seven individual championships in the Big Ten Outdoor Track and Field Championships for the Gophers. The teams finish well as well. It's looking up on that track and field uh, stuff for Minnesota. In other Minnesota news, the Gopher rowing team also competed in the Big Ten Championships yesterday morning. Minnesota finished sixth in those Big Ten Championships. We've told you, the Gophers have been ranked in the top 20 all year, but now Minnesota has to go up against the best in Big Ten, which happens to be one of the best rowing conferences in the country, too. So it was a bit of a strength-matching strength, the Big Ten titles. Gophers still put together a good showing. Again, sixth place. And Lauren Burroughs-Cheng and Lindsay Eliason also were named All Big Ten. So congrats to them. 
Finally, in other news, not in Minnesota even, really, but I know people are interested in it. The FCS football championship fought for over the weekend. It was not a title for South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits lose to Sam Houston State, who takes home the FCS championship. As far as Gopher sports on the schedule for today, nothing on the team schedule, but Gophers will be represented at the NCAA Regional Golf Tournament today. Angus Flanagan starts up there today at the NCAA Regional he'll take part in, in which the lowest five teams advance to the NCAA Championships, as well as the lowest individual not on one of those five teams. That is Angus Flanagan. The Gophers as a team are not there. There are 13 teams and 10 individuals at this regional, so there's going to be a whole lot of people on the golf course, but Angus Flanagan really only needs to worry about beating 10 of them, those 10 individuals who are not with any of the teams out there. And again, he has to also hope to beat everybody on the teams that aren't in the top five. So it's kind of weird what he's going to have to do and have to think about throughout the weekend, but of course he's just worried about playing his best 54 holes of golf that he can that's all for the Gopher Sports News from over the weekend and coming up here today. Coming up after our break, we're talking to Big Ten Ben Stevens about the Big Ten basketball schedule coming this winter. It was released last week late, and we'll break down Minnesota, which had one of the easier schedules out there. We'll talk about it with Ben in just a minute. First, though, Bet Online has the best and easiest ways for you to bet on all your sports action. We're going to be talking Big Ten basketball futures later on, or at least Big Ten basketball schedules, which could, of course, be related to the futures bets that you might be placing on Minnesota later on, but you can have the Big Ten even like win totals out there already. Minnesota football's at five and a half wins. If you think the Gophers are going to be a 500 team next year, you can win some money at Bet Online by placing that bet on Minnesota's over early right now. You can do it with some free money too by using our promo code Locked On when you head over to BetOnline.ag. There you'll be able to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by letting them know that we sent you. Again, that's the promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit is just sitting there waiting for you to pick up some free money. Again, Nate Dickinson here with Ben Stevens of Big Ten Ben and the Locked On Big Ten podcast. That's coming up in just a minute, right here on Locked On Golden Gophers. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Monday episode is not a Stevens and Stevens podcast, but a very special show nonetheless it's a crossover episode of with our guy nate dickinson the host of locked on golden gophers to take a very very early look at the 2021-22 big 10 basketball schedule that was released just last week so hello everybody and welcome to the locked on big 10 and locked on golden gophers podcast i'm your host ben stevens alongside nate dickinson the day is monday may 17th and thank you very much for being here and today's episode is brought to you by built bar go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k ED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. So Nate, 
It's Monday, May 17th, and yet we find ourselves discussing Big Ten basketball for the 2021-22 season. We're already looking forward to it, but the schedule was released by the Big Ten Conference this past week. Some very interesting nuggets in there. I look forward to this discussion about Big Ten hoops with you. Yeah, looking forward to having it too, Ben. I don't know why we're talking Big Ten hoops in May. I don't know why you choose to have the guy on whose team doesn't have anybody left from last season. I got nothing to give you. But here we are. I'm looking forward to chatting with you, man. It's a Monday. Everything's crazy. You're the one that reached out to me about doing this, so I'm very grateful to have you on, you know, and anytime we can get your expertise around the Big Ten Conference, I think that is a great time and a great episode to give that insight to the people here that follow the Locked On Big Ten podcast, the Locked On Podcast Network's college channel, and this great Big Ten community of which you are a part. So, Nate, before we dive into the schedule, giving some early looks, we'll talk easiest slates as it stands right now on paper, hardest schedule as it stands right now on paper, and of course, this is all on paper because we're not exactly sure like Nate mentioned Minnesota needs a whole bunch of players to even field five to start a Big Ten basketball game so we're not entirely sure how next season at this point will shake out but I think before we do that we should take an early look at the conference in general not a full power rankings of sorts but maybe just the teams that we expect to be near the top of the Big Ten in 2021 2022 are there any teams that you highlight looking forward to next season Yeah, I actually went through and started to take a look because I've been so worried about Gopher stuff and just how they're going to fill the roster. I haven't had a whole lot of time to look at any of this stuff. So when the schedules came out, I look at it and I was just kind of like, I need to learn who these teams are before I can start to learn anything about what they're going to be able to do. I did have kind of like what I put as a top tier of four teams that I think are going to be near the top. I I guess I'm going to put it like a top three, Ohio State, Michigan, and Purdue. Just the combination of what those teams have either coming in in a case like a Michigan or have just already and haven't lost in in other spots. I think those three teams in the middle of the Big Ten are going to be teams that are going to be pretty solid. And other teams can sneak in there. Michigan State can be good. Illinois can still be good. A team like Indiana with Mike Woodson, who has had one of the more successful stories out of that transfer portal being able to actually keep players in Bloomington. Mm -hmm. Any of those teams could be that good. They just have more question marks around them as to either how much better will they be with the experience they have coming back, how much worse will everybody else be with all the experience that some of these teams are losing. Mm -hmm. I'd say that that top three I have of just Ohio State, Purdue, and Michigan is just like the safest bets. But even something like that, I could see Ohio State not being quite as good as what they were last year, too. I I don't know exactly. And I think that's what's most intriguing about this conference. And being able to talk about it right now is that there's still so much to be figured out. There's still so much that we don't know. But as far as the people who stick out, those are the teams that I think at the very least should be able to not fall apart in the way that some other Big Ten teams are trying to keep the pieces together. And you mentioned in there six of the top seven teams that I would have in the top half of the Big Ten Conference as we look forward to next basketball season in what I would call my power rankings. The other team I would throw in there is the Maryland Terrapins, who added a ton of talent from that transfer portal. And Kudus Wahab, the big man coming from Georgetown, now to play for Maryland. And Fats Russell, one of the best names in college basketball, one of the more productive guards from the A-10, leaving Rhode Island and now will be in College Park. They also return some experience if Aaron Wiggins decides to come back, which it seems like 
like that will be the case. I think Maryland will be there in the top three or four for next year's Big Ten basketball season. I said we're not really doing a power rankings of sort, but if I had to, for my top seven that I mentioned there, I would have Purdue one because I think all the experience they have with those talented young Boilermakers, the baby Boilers back, and having that experience, I've said all along, I think Purdue is my favorite as it stands at the moment to win the Big Ten Conference next year in 2021-22. I would have Michigan number two because, like you mentioned, the talent they return and the talent coming in with the three McDonald's All-Americans, the best recruiting class in the country, that's going to be fantastic. Maryland number three, like I mentioned, for the reasons the Terp adding a ton of transfer uh, portal talent. Ohio State is number four for me. Again, the experience they bring back, that returning production, huge. Indiana five because Mike Woodson has had some incredible success very early on. Michigan State is number six. They'll have a lot of talent back in East Lansing. And then I would still throw Illinois in there, although they lose Iota Sumu and most likely Kofi Coburn. We have to wait for that NBA deadline for the NBA draft to know for sure. But they still get Trent Frazier back. There's a lot of talent on that team. Andre Curbelo, yes, they did lose Adam Miller to the transfer portal, but I still think they will be a top half Big Ten team. So those are how I would slate the top half right now. I think at the bottom of the conference, it's a little bit harder to pinpoint at the moment. Minnesota with their new head coach and Ben Johnson going through a ton of turnover at the moment. Penn State and their new head coach, Micah Shrewsbury, the former assistant at Purdue, the same kind of thing. Nebraska, Northwestern probably making up that bottom four as well as it stands at the moment, but a lot to figure out in that bottom half of the conference. A team I will throw in there that has not been at the bottom half of the conference for the last couple of seasons is Iowa, just based on all that they lost in either guys that graduated and are going to the NBA, like Luca Garza and most likely Joe Wieskamp. Also in the transfer portal with C.J. Frederick. Jordan Bohannon's back for his 18th year, but I would also throw Iowa in the bottom of the Big Ten Conference at the moment, which is not where we have been accustomed to seeing in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, there's those teams. It seems like that kind of Western region over there in the Big Ten, right? Mm -hmm. Minnesota's in there. Iowa, Wisconsin's going to have a drop-off here. Right. Nebraska's been there before, but it's going to be another year like that for them too. Meanwhile, you have those teams like Maryland and Rutgers who are hopefully going to be able to try and start things up. A little bit of a shift going west from east in yeah. the Big Ten right now. But I think that you're right, and you're right about Maryland too, just going back to what you said before. They're going to be a good team as well, but – when you start talking about the bottom and the top, you really only have kind of those three or four teams on each end that you feel like are kind of for sure. Yeah. And then you get into that middle. And I mean, this is how it is every year, but you're going to have a really, really interesting, I think, start to this season and then start to the Big Ten Conference as well. Just kind of trying to figure out what these teams are. Last year, it was pretty easy. The Big Ten was the best conference in college basketball for pretty much the entire season. It's not going to be that easy to see this season. And that non-conference schedule could matter, matter a whole lot more as to how many of those teams that are in that big, big herd in the middle end up making the field of 68 in March. And again, we're talking like nine, ten months away now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but we got to do it. And I think you bring up a great point there. I think the top four are pretty easy to see right now. The top three or four, at least as it stands in terms of returning production, what they brought in and the bottom three or four as well. That middle grouping is going to be very interesting. And when you think back to this past season, teams like Michigan, teams like Ohio State, even Purdue were really thought of to be middle of the pack teams and then ended up being in the top four, earning those double buys in the Big Ten tournament. So obviously, like Nate mentioned, we're talking about things that are going to take place in eight, nine, ten months 
from now, but just some of the pictures that you can paint based on what we are seeing, at least at the moment, for the Big Ten Conference in 2021-2022. So, Nate, I think let's dive into the schedule a little bit because that was released, I believe, on Wednesday or Thursday of this past week. We don't know the dates and times as of yet, but we do know who is going to play each other and where and how many times they will play each other. Will there be a home and away, just a home game, just an away game, whatever that may be for the 2021-22 Big Ten men's basketball slate. So, Nate, I think some of the easier schedules is what we should highlight first. One that was at the top of my list, which is a team that I think will be very good, is Maryland. And the way I conceptualize breaking down easiest versus hardest is with those top teams that we put at the top of our rankings for this upcoming year in the Big Ten Conference, how many times are you playing them? Do you have to play them twice, or do you only get them once on the schedule? Mm -hmm. Maryland only has the other two that I would put up there in the top three in Michigan and Purdue once this upcoming year. So Maryland will be a talented team, and in my mind, a very, not very easy, but a relatively easier slate going through the Big Ten Conference. Yes, Maryland has a good one. I'm going to get on and in a team that does not matter at all. I'm going to take the time right now, just get on my Minnesota soapbox for a second and point out that while this is a bottom of the Big Ten Conference team in all likelihood right now, the schedule for the Gophers is extremely easy the way it stands. Two games against they Ohio were State. They were on my list as well, Nate. Not to say yes. that you're just being a Gopher or you know a homer right now for the Locked on Golden Gophers. They were on my list of easiest schedules as well. Good. Ohio State twice. But other than that, you look at those top teams you talked about. Michigan once. Maryland once. Purdue once at home. Uh, Michigan State's in there twice, but we've talked about there's no telling where they stand in that mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, second quadrant to the Big Ten, if that's where we're sticking them right now as far as these rankings we have. But the teams that they play twice, Penn State twice, Nebraska twice, Iowa and Wisconsin, obviously big rivalry games that they have up twice. Uh, Rutgers once at home, Northwestern twice, Indiana twice. The big thing is that the teams at the top of the conference, Minnesota doesn't have to play two times. It's really, really bottom loaded that schedule for the Gophers. So they have one scholarship player returning right now, one freshman coming in, six transfers and five scholarships left to still give out. But at least the road for Minnesota, if they can figure all that stuff out, uh, it seems not too bad. <laughs> Whoever Ben Johnson puts in that Golden Gophers jersey might have an easier time than most of the Big Ten conferences upcoming season. Another team that I would say in the easier schedule category, at least as it is at the moment, is Michigan State. They get both Maryland and Michigan twice. Obviously, the rivalry against Michigan State. We need that game twice this year between the Wolverines and the Spartans, but they only have Indiana once, Purdue once, and that game is at home because Michigan State does not fare well in Mackey Arena, as we saw in the first four of the 2021 NCAA tournament against UCLA and Ohio State only once. So they do have two of the top dogs twice on the schedule, but the rest of that top tier of the Big Ten Conference only once. So I think for Tom Izzo, having some of that talent, this could be a better year than Michigan State fans might expect at the moment. But I think Michigan State fans, by the time we get to next basketball season, will have some pretty high hopes, and rightfully so at all times. You want to have that optimism heading into your next year. So those were some of the easiest schedules. Nate, if you have another one, let me know. But I think we could also take a look at some of the toughest tracks as it stands at the moment as well. No, no, I'm good on easiest schedules right now. Michigan State's a tough one to put on there just because you know if they got a shot at the end, they're going to make a run on it. But it just seems to always work out that way for those guys. You know what they say. Even as we sit here in May recording an episode about Big Ten basketball, January, February, Izzo, and then April in East Lansing. We saw that play out in the 2020-2021 Big Ten basketball season. More coming up with Ben in just a minute. But first, 
Built Bar is bringing you our episode today. So we got to let you know again about the best tasting protein bars out there on the market. Built Bar will sell you on all of the healthy stuff in their bars because it's all there. Big protein, more than 17 grams in most bars, and low calories, less than 200 grams in all bars, less than 130 in most, while not getting carbs or sugars in there, less than 5 net grams of each. It's all that good stuff while also really having the great flavor that Built Bar is trying to sell you on hardest. You go to their website, BuiltBar.com, and you start looking at the list of the flavors on there, and some of them look weird. You're going to find some of them weird. Everyone finds some of them weird. But Built Bar is not trying to get you to like all of them. They're trying to find the ones that you are going to fall in love with. So if you can find that one little niche flavor that fits into exactly what your taste buds are craving, I promise you're going to be wanting and continuing to heading over to BuiltBar.com and hopefully using our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off on order after order after order. It's what we've been doing over here at the house. Built Bar, since they're a sponsor, we get some to try out, but my mom tries out the brownie coconut ones, which are her favorite I've told you about before, and now we've just started ordering to the house ourselves. So go over to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com and the promo code LOCKED15 to let them know that we sent you and to also help yourself out with some discounts as well. We'll be back with more with Ben in just a second. Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Golden Gophers. So one of the hardest schedules, I think, is a team that I would have the top half of the Big Ten Conference right now. The team that won the Big Ten Conference, or at least the Big Ten Tournament, this past season in the Illinois Fighting Illini because they have Maryland twice, Michigan twice, Purdue twice, Michigan State twice, and Iowa twice, although Iowa will not be as good. That rivalry is still very intense and a lot of fun. I'm glad the Big Ten is giving that us that twice in the regular season, unlike this past season. But to have the Terps, Wolverines, and the Boilermakers all twice, the three best teams in my power rankings, a very tough task for Brad Underwood and company. Yeah, it's tough for them just because, as we mentioned already, they're losing some big star power. And it's a situation with Illinois where they're not quite like the Iowa or Wisconsin teams that are really falling down right now. So there's expectations for them to still be able to kind of compete. But mm-hmm. if that staff has to go through that kind of a really tough schedule that, I mean, you pointed it all out and spelled it all out for everybody. It's hopefully something where I think Underwood's going to have where he was tested in a whole lot of ways last season, he's going to have some kind of new tests to face this year and just kind of, all right, how do you do in that year after? I guess to quickly make another Minnesota reference, PJ Fleck had his great year. He's following up now. How does the consistency do? And and Underwood's going to have that kind of test here with this Illinois team to kind of uh, see if the fans will have anything to boo him for or anything like that. Because if they do, you know, us Big Ten fans, we like to do that. And you know they're, despite some roster turnover for the Illini, also a big coaching staff turnover with both of Brad Underwood's top assistants in Chin Coleman and Orlando Antigua. And Orlando Antigua, one of the best recruiters in all of the Big Ten Conference, maybe in all of college hoops, Chin Coleman, Orlando Antigua going to Lexington, Kentucky to be a part of Big Blue Nation and the Wildcats. So some roster turnover and a good amount of it for the Illinois team. Also some staff turnover for Brad Underwood to fill some of those holes. He hasn't named both replacements at 
this moment. One of the two, I believe. But a lot of things moving in Champaign as they look ahead to the next season where their schedule is going to be pretty daunting, at least in comparison to the rest of the Big Ten Conference. I also put the other team out of the land of Lincoln, Northwestern, up there and having a pretty hard track. They have Maryland twice, Purdue twice, Michigan State twice, and then they have Michigan, Iowa, and Ohio State once, but all of those games on the road it's going to be a very interesting year in Evanston, Illinois for the North, Northwestern Wildcats. If it is unproductive with a team that has a lot of experience now playing in the Big Ten Conference, I don't know if Chris Collins is there past this season. We have to see what Northwestern does with that athletic director position that they have bungled and messed this search up entirely and has been really, really bad and an absolute failure in my opinion. But I think once that AD is in place, he'll look at this bat. He or she will look at this basketball season upcoming. And if it's not the results they want, I don't think Chris Collins can rely on the run to the NCAA tournament in 2017 anymore. Yeah. And that's really what I was going to kind of try and not that in specific, but it's that. And just the history that this basketball program has that Mm. is going to make this job so fragile this upcoming season and so many other jobs around the program. When you had, what Northwestern had up until 2017 in that big drought. It's kind of hard to go through any other kind of drought, even if it's a small one. So, well, yeah, he has the expectations and there could be plenty of other warranted reasons why he's not the head coach of Northwestern at the end of this season. It could very easily just be the same kind of thing that we've seen with them, where it's just this team is looking so desperately to find out what works that they're kind of playing hot potato here with, in some ways, not being able to have the luxuries that some other more successful college basketball programs would be able to have, if that right. makes sense what I'm saying. Oh, it absolutely does. I think you bring up a great point. Once you have that taste of success, it's about the sustainability. It's mm-hmm. about that consistency. And if it falters and it looks bad in doing so because it has not been good for Northwestern since, it's not like they've been right on the precipice of getting back to the big dance. It hasn't been close at all, and they have not been good in the Big Ten Conference. That's when you have to question, is this program moving in the right direction? That will be the ultimate question that Chris Collins and the Northwestern Wildcats face this next basketball season. Any other teams in the Big Ten Conference, Nate, that you think have a pretty tough schedule as we look ahead to next year? Yeah, I'm looking up and down right now. Northwestern was a good find, actually, with those road games, too. Just kind of trying to look to see what other road games there are on the schedule, because I hadn't looked too much. I was ready to kind of react with you with what you had and outside of just what I had brought to the table in my head. But just looking up and down right now, honestly, I think I was going to say Northwestern before you said it, and you brought it in, and I'll just go ahead and let you take it. (laughs) The symbiotic nature of this crossover episode, that's what we do here. Two great guys in the Big Ten community, locked on Big Ten, locked on Golden Gophers. That's what we do on a crossover episode. There was only really one that I highlighted as a tough schedule that I had still left on my list, and that being the Ohio State Buckeyes, just because they have Michigan twice, they have Maryland twice, and they have Indiana twice. So three of the top five teams in my power rankings at the moment, and Ohio State is one of those other teams that I have in the top. They only have Purdue once, but still, Michigan and Maryland twice on a schedule is going to make things tough. But like Nate mentioned, as you look at the schedules and you're trying to find those spots – If they don't have a lot of the big dogs twice, it's hard to really say this is going to be, at the moment, a very difficult schedule. That's like why a team like Illinois, when you see Maryland, Michigan, Purdue, and Michigan State all on there twice, that's one that stands out for you that you're like, ooh, that is going to be a very difficult slate when we get to the 2021-22 season. 
Yeah, and that's why it's so hard for someone like me who 30 seconds ago was fumbling over trying to find a, another team because you, you only have that kind of limited knowledge of how these teams are going to look. O outside of that top and bottom, it's kind of just one big blob in the middle. And while that's the way it is every offseason to an extent in college basketball, it's going to an extent we've never seen during this college basketball offseason. And Really, we'll have a better idea when it comes to November, but right. it's not going to be all that much better, which is what's going to make this season really, really exciting to watch. Obviously, the big, big players are always really fun to watch on Saturdays when they play, but kind of figuring out who some of these teams all around the country are next mm. season with the way the rosters are shaking up is going to be, if not the most entertaining at least something unique in all of college basketball but it's hit the big 10 especially hard maybe harder than any other conference the transfer portal as our man john rothstein would say waits for no one and it is continuing to rotate the most we have ever seen in this transfer portal it is going to play out tremendously so this upcoming college basketball season and i also think nate one final point the non-conference schedule that we will once again have in November and early December is going to do wonders, in my opinion, for how we truly judge the entire college basketball landscape, but specifically the Big Ten, because as we know, our favorite conference struggled mightily in the NCAA tournament, and I think some of that is due to the fact that it was a conference-only slate this past season. So the Big Ten teams beating up on the Big Ten teams, you don't get the greatest perspective on how that stands against the rest of the country. I think some of these top non-conference games that we will see in the 2021-22 season will paint a much better overall picture of what the Big Ten looks like this upcoming year. Yeah, it's definitely something for the Big Ten to prove this season with what happened both in the NCAA tournament and just how much turnover there is for so many teams going into this season. It's going to be a chip on the shoulder, everyone. Everyone is going to be talking about it going into next season after all the talk about the Big Ten last season. And mm -hmm. it's definitely going to be something for a whole lot of teams at the top of this conference, at least, feel like they have to prove that this team is going to be able to compete with anyone, you know, ACC Big Ten Challenge, always big, probably even a little bit bigger this year. Those numbers people might be paying a little bit more attention to nationally than what we may have seen before. But maybe we're also just Big Ten crazy over here and everyone will forget about what happened in March by then. Yeah, I hope so. That's the goal. And there was a non-conference slate, a small one this past season, but we'll get a much better picture, I think, overall this upcoming year. And that's the hope, right? It has now been 21 years since 2000 since the Big Ten last won a men's basketball championship. That needs to end very, very soon, Nate Dickinson. Maybe in 2021-22, that will be the time for the streak, the bad streak in the Big Ten Conference to come to an end. But I think with no abundant, we are right here on this Monday show, and it was a great time. I mean, a crossover episode between Locked On Big Ten and Locked On Golden Gophers to start out the week talking about Big Ten basketball in the month of May. It's a beautiful thing. John Rothstein's sleeping right now. We sleep in May. Not us here on the Locked On Big Ten podcast or the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. No, Locked On Podcast Network knows how to do it, Ben. That's that's for sure. Nate Dickinson, the host of Locked On Golden Gophers. Myself, Ben Stevens, the host of Locked On Big Ten. A great crossover episode. Nate, thanks so much for your time. Of course, Ben. Thanks for having me on. Big thanks to Ben for both coming on our show to talk to us and, again, having me on his show, Locked On Big Ten, today. We broke down the Big Ten basketball schedule. Now Minnesota just needs to have a roster to play it. We're, of course, going to learn more about that throughout the summer, and who knows what will happen between today and tomorrow. We'll figure out what we're going to talk about then. 
by what happens today in Minnesota sports. But we know that it will be here on Locked On Golden Gophers every single weekday. And while we've got everything you need for the Gophers, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. We're back tomorrow with another episode. Until then, row the boat, Sky Uma, go Gophers. Nate Dickinson with Locked On.